0: Apocalypse Music.
1: Hello and welcome to the very first instalment of Apocalypse Music
0: the podcast with me, Miney Kello and me, Pierre Staticus. For those of you who don't know us, we're two recent music graduates from the University of Cambridge currently trying to navigate the new musical landscape which has become rather apocalyptic of late due to COVID-19.
1: Join us as we
0: discuss everything from current affairs to new music and music news. And for anyone listening who's also trying to make things happen at the moment, whether it's composing, listening, performing, curating, we want to hear from you. Talk to us about your musings and get involved with the conversation.
1: Rather topically, we are actually recording from completely separate locations at the moment. So, I am in my dad's workshop. So, I'm surrounded by heaters and kettles and hoovers and all of these odd tools. Um, And, Pia, where are you?
0: I am in my flat in Islington surrounded by um lots of mess (laughs) because (laughs) i i'm I'm just a mess right now to be honest and also got three three of my flatmates here at the moment so if you hear any slamming banging that's probably them (laughs) oh my god someone's started hoovering. (gasps) no one ever hoovers and now (laughs) they from a sonic point of view it is quite interesting i think i could write a whole essay about this you know i could make a piece out of it
1: oh yeah Totally. If Cambridge has taught me one thing, it's I can bullshit about something for 1,500 words. (laughs) Stretch me to 2,000 for another 20 quid. Easy.
0: So Hermione and I have been chatting and we've been talking all about what we're going to get up to in lockdown 2.0 and one thing we're both going to be doing in our respective households is the Couch to 5k challenge.
1: I think it's the only way to go about lockdown this time is Try and self-improve a little bit, and I think for both of us, running has probably not really been our
0: thing. I can't run <laughs> at all. I just I don't I don't care what anyone says. You know, it's when people are like, "Oh, I wish I could mm. sing," and I'm like, "No, of course you can sing." Oh, of course, can of
1: course sing. you can. Everyone can. Of course you can. Everyone can.
0: And then actually, <laughs> when people are like, "You can run,"
1: do you go and run with music then, or do you like to kind of listen to what's around you instead?
0: So, oh, that's a really interesting question because I speaking to my tutor, Amber Priestley, about this as well. And when <laughs> I run, when I run, I do listen to music, partly because I think I need, you know, a sense of pulse, like something to keep me going, a beat. And also, you know, your response to music that you like or something that reminds you of a memory, it's quite melancholic. I think it has an effect on you, which kind of motivates you. But when I walk around London normally, I actually very rarely listen to music at all oh interesting And i spend a lot of my time sounds a bit strange but i spend a lot of my time listening to sound as i walk around and i'll often record sound as well so i'm working on a project at the minute which i'm undoubtedly going to get you involved in hermione which is (laughs) where i go around london um and record visuals and sound in different places and mix them together to make one minute miniatures. Mm -hmm. And what I've started to do actually is incorporate other people's visuals and sound from different places across the UK. So I've recently had a few submissions, one from Cambridge, one from my hometown in Derbyshire as well. Um, And I think it's so interesting because there are so many things going on around me and I don't have that same, I don't have that same need to feel motivated to get to a destination in sense, yeah. whereas with running, because I fundamentally hate it, and I struggle with it. You I need, do a bit need of motivation. Yeah.
1: I think it's funny, because it just shows, our, I feel like our approaches to listening to music almost are our jobs, because I am never not listening to music. Mm. I can't really, like, walk around or anything without my headphones in, yeah. um, because I'm constantly trying to, like, listen to new music, and it kind of is just what keeps me in my own little bubble, yeah. but actually I'm kind of the opposite for running because my brother told me my brother's very good at sport and he was like you will be able to run faster than the music that's going but you right. won't push yourself if you get stuck into the beat Yeah, which I think is a very good point so instead if I do listen to music when I'm running I listen to like really fast music so on Spotify you can get these playlists that are like energetic run and they're specifically quite a high pace because that makes me push my pace rather than you know settling into an easy jog
0: I was gonna ask you about playlists actually because I think that's a really good one Jazz one of my really good friends has an amazing cozy day playlist mm. and it makes you just want to curl up into a ball and drink hot chocolate mm. with a blanket and watch films it's those sorts of things I think it's you couldn't run to that one. No, no, for sure. But
1: it's just so a nice. great one that I've got. A great one that I've got is an indie running playlist. So it's That's like it. all of the like massive indie bangers, like you know Arctic Monkeys, Brownstorm, stuff yeah. like that. That will just like get you pumping. Like that is great. And even like the Killers, Mr. Brightside, just stuff like that. That in reality you only want to hear at like one in the morning once a run where you really need a bit of motivation is perfect. So, Pierre, what have you been up to this week?
0: So this week I've been working on a couple of really exciting projects uh one of which mm. is with some choreographers at the London Contemporary Dance School, shout out to them they're all fantastic um they've given me a bit of an insight into their world um, not so different from ours actually mm. in terms of the way that they create and um what's important to them aesthetically there are lots of overarching concerns so that's been really really fun and also just to meet new people now it's Mm. so difficult um I feel really lucky because I'm doing a master's at Guildhall and this is all part of that so it must
1: be quite rare surely that there's not that many people really who are actually able to work and collaborate and kind of create things with other people so I think it's so important that those universities and conservatories have stayed open over this period
0: i think so too i mean there's there are just some things that aren't transferable online um, mm. and this is one of them you know really sort of hands-on work and being in the same room it really does make a lot of difference um yeah like you say i'm really lucky that i am actually doing postgraduate study at this current moment because for a long time I was thinking especially over summer gosh what what if I actually get there and I'm not allowed to to meet anyone it's all going to be online but luckily at the time of recording everything is still open um Mm. and that's great because otherwise I don't know how much music making I would be doing so then there's another project I'm also working on which is a show for the London Jazz Festival uh it's my understanding that some of it is going to be uh live streamed so our Mm. set is going to be live streamed I'm so happy Going ahead. Actual performance, actual presence of people would be nice. Even without an audience, it's just that feeling of making music with people in the same room. Mm. It is just, there's just nothing like it. I mean, for a lot of performers, that's why we do what we do. Um, I mean,
1: I haven't played in an ensemble since March. Which is insane when I Was I was I, I be... with you then in
0: yeah, that, in you that were. Yeah <laughs> in yeah. the
1: oddest project I've ever been in. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It was a it but was, it was, wild was wind. Music. <laughs> it was, yeah. New music and we were all in an orchestra together and it was the final week of our final term, wasn't it, of Cambridge?
1: yeah
0: remember? It was chaotic, but it was that it was undergrad to a T for me. It was yeah. constantly <laughs> running from running from place to place.
1: Mm. Try
0: not to forget anything. Um it was great yeah I, things like that i miss i mean yeah it was march is a long time ago um what
1: i really miss is post ensemble drinks oh my gosh yes,
0: oh yes. Is that after party. yeah much the party yeah
1: and i think that often that gets forgotten as well Is like why do people do music in the first place why do people perform and so much of it is social. So much of it is that a lot of us, all of our friends are in that. And it's, um, So what you are doing right now,
0: managing to actually continue to do stuff with people is amazing. I know, yeah, I, feel, I do feel incredibly lucky and I have to keep myself in check at times because I think it's so easy to look at the context in which we're making things now. A lot of it being on Zoom, a lot of it being in masks, a lot of mm. it being behind screens. And to look at that and moan and be like, actually, this is so annoying. I can't believe I'm having to work so hard to make things happen. But actually, that is so much better than nothing. So this week for me, I've been publicising an interview that I did with Nalufa Yanya
1: for Wax Music. Oh, and we, t- we spoke a lot about this uh, kind of COVID guilt that I think artists are feeling at the moment. Because right. she's, she's done brilliant things with this new track, Crash. And it's managed to get on, you know, Annie Mac's hottest record of the year kind of thing. Like, amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. But she was like, well, I feel a bit awkward promoting it almost. Because you kind of, as an artist, it feels a bit frivolous. Yeah. That you can be like, oh, look at this thing that I'm doing. Look how amazing it is. When obviously the world is falling to completely. pieces
0: completely <laughs> yeah for sure i think we all feel that a little bit and it's when mm. we're promoting our own work in particular like it's it kind of feels a bit tone deaf at times because yeah so much is happening but then actually people need something to pick them up yeah like her music in particular you know new music is what's kind of keeping a lot of us going at the minute um yeah and it's and i
1: guess it it doesn't help i mean the the government have literally all of the Fatima and cyber (laughs) and that stuff. It doesn't help that even that kind of perspective on the arts being this surplus thing is kind of around
0: and there's an undercurrent of it under everything that
1: we do. It feels very bizarre.
0: It feels like we have to justify our position um, as an industry. We have to justify our like viability, which is a joke because lots of musicians listening will know that getting to you know, the position of being a professional musician or even just going to a conservatory, university, all those different things has taken years and years of not only, mm-hmm. you know, financial investment, but really hard work. So then yeah. to be told you've got to kind of readjust and retrain and all these different things, it's a bit of an insult.
1: And it's exciting because I guess this is the ethos behind this whole podcast, this whole project, is that the music industry is so much bigger than I think people expect, or that people know. You know, there's people in arts admin, there's educators, there's people in charity work. It is such a wide industry that just doesn't quite get enough um, credit. I don't know. That's probably the wrong way of saying it because I feel like the music industry gets credit. I think it's a lack of understanding a lot. Yeah, of I
0: mean, there are so many layers to it, like you've just said. So many layers that we don't even see, even from an administrative, mm. and marketing point of view. Um, there are so many different domains which we so easily forget about this isn't just a conversation about the royal opera house Mm. you know opening its doors to people like it's 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 such a huge conversation that involves so many different people from so many different walks of life as well i mean i've seen a lots of lots of things recently um on twitter particularly aimed at composers trying to you know incentivize people to submit new music for competitions and I've been quite struck by actually how many of them are so ageist in their in their eligibility of who can apply. So many competitions are kind of curtailed at 30 years old. Um, mm. And for me, like that's really scary because I now have nine years to kind of, <laughs> you know, but that's, that. there are so many people in the industry who are, who really, really do need the time and the space creatively yeah. and otherwise to grow. And to have opportunities, and it doesn't just stop for you to be able to look to the future
1: and be like, oh my goodness, there's a time limit. But I mean, for people who must be like 28, 29, or you know, older, older, yeah, there's that point of being like, well, why is there such a lack of support? Why is there such a lack of funding? Especially when I think, what is everyone doing over a lockdown? What everyone is listening to music, watching TV doing all of these things that music is a massive part of.
0: time of recording we are now how many days into the election i don't even know i've lost oh. count really maybe four
1: it's looking as if biden is going to win yes. right but
0: I, i'm also just like 2020 you don't know i mean kanye has had a he's had a go you know he's had a go <laughs> he's had a go got quite a few got- votes yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i mean Strangely. honestly he's still got about 50 60,000 votes to be fair that's quite a lot of people
0: Lil Pump the rapper endorsed Mm -hmm. Donald Trump publicly very publicly went on stage with him so odd Um, not only has he lost 300,000 Instagram followers in the process of doing that Donald Trump also introduced him on stage by the name Lil Pimp (laughs) instead of (laughs) Lil Pump oh god it's a better name in all terms (laughs) Like, yeah, maybe he should he should do some rebranding, you know? Maybe, maybe but he did. I think he
1: changed stuff. he changed his Instagram profile to that as a joke. <laughs> so, Pierre, what have you been listening to this week?
0: So, funnily enough, I was introduced to an artist called Dan Kroll by oh, you. Amazing! <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah, after you did a little interview with him, I listened to his new album, Grand Plan, and I just I just loved it because i thought it was so like honest and candid because it was all about basically like the highs and lows of the year in sonic form and it really kind of hit home with me because everyone's kind of had a plan and some things have worked out some things haven't um and that's all unique to us but we've all kind of gone through this shared experience
1: that is just a brilliant album i think on listening to it, it's just so kind of intimate, and it's literally as if he's, like, let you into his world Mm. for however long it is an hour, but just, like, documenting that entire year, I think it was from, like, 2018 to 2019, and it's so interesting, because he talks a lot about, like, parties, and gatherings, Mm. and feeling out of place in social situations, and that's completely taken a complete diversion this year because we can't even be in those situations
0: no and he he speaks a lot about his la life in particular and travel is something that's so integral to my life as well it's what i love to do i love going mm. all over the world and performing um and that's ultimately something i have not been able to do this year so his his experience have this kind of universal resonance which i think is really really poignant um yeah and I'm in a new place now, which is bizarre, because yeah. obviously things haven't worked out in some respects, so, you know, we both graduated under very <laughs> strange circumstances.
1: I mean, have we graduated, though, oh, is the question oh, that I, I also know.
0: ask. haven't even had my certificate <laughs> in my hands, so... Do I own a certificate? No. I don't
1: think so. <laughs> <laughs> have
0: God, I no. worn the cap gown? No. No, sad times and god knows if that'll actually happen but yeah it it was weird for me because i I thought i thought a lot about temporality but also space because i've lived in three places my entire life you know derbyshire Mm. which is home for me cambridge which is another home for me um and now london which is a new adventure for me but it's kind of tinged with homesickness a little bit at times but also like immense excitement um
1: have you listened have you been listening to any music that like reminds you of home at all Trying to take yourself back.
0: Stuff that I listened to growing up, yeah, a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, When I was driving to school with my mum, we'd listen to Pink all the time (laughs) and um i was listening to i was in like a coffee shop and pink came on and i was like oh my god this is such a such a throwback to those school journeys so so it was entire her music was entirely inappropriate for an eight-year-old to listen to you know what (laughs) i just loved everything about her like her her gumption her refusal to kind of fit a mould which is ultimately yeah. what I'm trying to do in my respective field you know like mm. breaking down some of those boundaries and and yeah that was really nice for me but ultimately a lot of the work that I write as well aims to be very personal and it's very mm. sort of communicative and yeah all of these things really do have a resonance with me but what about you because I want to hear you've done a lot of interviews recently and I want to hear what your, I have what's on your November playlist because it's November now what write. is on my November
1: playlist well I think I've just been trying to listen to music that's super positive, and a couple of tracks that I've found have kind of like transport you to a different era almost. So I did a review of Rose Gray's "Save Your Tears." I don't know if you've heard it yet. Mm, no, not yet. Um, did that for Line of Best Fit. For fans of Primal Scream, it literally has that kind of like jungly opening of the kind of like tambourines almost I don't know how to describe it yeah this track is just like one she's a incredible singer she just like belts it out but it also just feels from a different time completely mm-hmm. so they literally filmed the video I think in February so before the first lockdown and it's her and all of her mates going out for a night out in London they're on the tubes there's no masks they're like dancing in clubs And then the whole idea behind the song is, you know, save your tears for another night. Like, we're just going to go out and have an amazing time. And it feels very interesting to kind of listen to that. And I think I'm trying to be optimistic with it and being like, this will happen again. And that's why I'm listening to it, because I can enjoy that it's good music right now. And then eventually we'll experience all of that again.
0: This is not going to be around forever, you know? Like, there will be a time where we do got to go out again. I like, think that's such a nice sentiment, really. It's, it is, mm. But it's hard. It's hard to have that attitude because it does really feel odd. apocalyptic right now. Yeah.
1: It's, and I think that's why new music is so important, because if you keep on reminding yourself that there is stuff coming out, people are releasing things, it's not completely overtaken everything, then I think that's really important. And uh, Jade Bird has just released a new track as well, Head Start, which is similarly, it just feels as if you're listening to live music at a festival, It's just very kind of uplifting.
0: Ultimately, that's a real skill for any artist to be able to do, is to completely transport you to a different place.
1: Mm. It's really interesting right now, because I think a lot of people wrote a lot of stuff probably at the beginning of 2020, late 2019 and they're bringing it out now. And the world that they're releasing their music into is completely different. So, so much of this music is about happiness and, you know, clubbing and partying in love and all of this. Mm. And it's it's very interesting to hear it in this context. Something I spoke about with um, Nalufa Yanir actually is we were kind of questioning whether whether all of this music feels darker and is about darker matter at the moment or whether we're just all putting that as our opinion onto all of the music we're coming out at the moment just projecting onto it because i thought that about her track i was like oh it's quite dark and then listened back to it again with a kind of slightly more um measured listen and i was like actually no there's quite an uplifting track in this ep It's just because of everything right now that we're kind of perceiving everything in a different way. So is there anything that you've been looking forward to musically that you reckon might not be happening now because of COVID?
0: Yeah, so um, I was meant to be going to see the English National Opera's production of the Mozart Requiem today Mm. at the London Coliseum. Um, Sadly, there are no live audiences allowed anywhere at the moment. But it is going to be streamed um, via BBC a week from now, so I'll be able to see it. That's obviously okay. Just, yeah, it's better mm. than nothing, but it's, I feel so sad for them and, and all the other venues that have had to cancel or postpone stuff because, obviously, a lot of revenue is going to be huge. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, there were a lot of shows that literally did their opening night and it was their opening and closing night because of <laughs> lockdown too.
0: Ridiculous. Which
1: is, yeah... I mean, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because there are so many people's livelihoods tied into these productions. It's just such a massive shame. I mean, also, in December, we've got to worry about what's going to happen with caroling and Christmas concerts. I can't imagine a year
0: without, you know. I bet you were Mary, weren't you? I
1: wasn't. I think I was always the narrator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Never the start. I'm
1: joking. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? People always used to say that to me and I'd be like, I think you'll find the narrator is the star of the show. If the narrator stops narrating, there is no story. (laughs) (laughs) Me as a four-year-old, just like absolutely slaying everyone. I actually remember what happened at my school. And you know that scene in Love Actually, where they have the kids in in the kind of like London primary school and the kid's an octopus. (laughs) My school was similar to that because I was a fairy light. Just a singular no, fairy you light. No, Yeah, I had a pink bulb strapped to my face. <laughs> and it was just a singular fairy light on That's the tree. the best
0: thing I've ever um, heard.
1: And my younger brother was an alien, like in his nativity right. show. And then one of the three aliens
0: gave Jesus frankincense. This whole topic of, you know, his Christmas council. I mean, for me, I'm always spending Christmas abroad, never really in the Mm -hmm. UK. But, you know, the last two years, I was a member of a chapel choir. And so Christmas was like the biggest, you know, all those carol services and concerts and those engagements were the the highlight of the year. What's your favorite carol, Hermione? That's the question. (laughs) What's
1: my favorite carol? Um, To be honest, my favorite one to sing was always Tomorrow Is My Dancing Day.
0: Oh, yes! Just an absolute banger, to it be is.
1: Oh, and there's just such a good desk count. Oh, I just loved it.
0: That I, yeah, to be honest, I always used to sing desk count even though I wasn't meant to. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best like, bit, isn't it, though? Getting drunk yeah, and then bouting out some tunes like that. Is. But also, maybe we'll do
1: something. Maybe we'll do a Zoom caroling concert on Apocalypse Music.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. A great idea. Oh, I love that.
1: Bring everyone together. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check out our website apocalypsemusic.co.uk, and email us with any questions or recommendations on
0: Apocalypse site at gmail.com. You can find all the links to our social media pages on our website, so be sure to follow as we have plenty of content on its way and you don't want to miss out. Bye! Bye! is it? Okay.